Hello and welcome to Growing in God's Word, a Bible class recap. It's a weekly summary of the discussions we have in our Sunday morning Bible class at Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Thomas Fricke, and I'll be guiding you through some of the discussions we've had while exploring topics of relevance uh, to Christians in today's world. Today's topic, a continuation of our discussion of Five Lies of Our Anti-Christian Age by Rosaria Butterfield. Dr. Butterfield is a former lesbian activist who once worked to advance LGBTQ rights. She now speaks and writes in support of biblical truth. In Five Lies of Our Anti-Christian Age, Butterfield confronts five common lies about sexuality, faith, feminism, gender roles, and modesty. This book explores Rosaria's personal battle with these lies and gives a nice analysis of how God's Word applies to today's world. This week we continued viewing the lecture Dr. Butterfield gave at the Christian Classical Schools Repairing the Ruins conference this past June. As we continued our discussion, we viewed a portion of the video, and her analysis concludes with these words, the church has always been on a collision course with the idea that homosexual orientation is the true measure of man, and in Obergefell and Bostock, two recent Supreme Court decisions, the collision made impact. The world now believes that there is such a thing as an LGBTQ person. The broad evangelical church and parachurch ministries that make winsomeness their goal and not their means nod and smile along with this notion, fanning the flames of a new gospel, a religion, a new religion of our land, pluralism. So that's the quote from Dr. Butterfield. We took the time this Sunday to discuss the question, what's wrong with making winsomeness your goal? And uh, to make winsomeness your means, to try to be able to win people toward Jesus and to be friendly in the process, there is, of course, nothing wrong with that. But when being winsome becomes your goal, what you're doing is you're substituting uh, the means for the message. In other words, you need to be able to strong, be able to be strong and firm on the message of God's word. But what has happened too often in today's world is that the church and modern parachurch organizations, organizations connected with the church, have uh, uh, tried to well kind of serve all people, and in doing that, have watered down or compromised the message of God's word. And compromise with the culture is not a good strategy. The problem with compromising with the culture is then the church has no message that it has to proclaim that is going to be different or separate from the culture. If we are not against the culture at those very points where God's word is opposed to what our culture is saying, then we have just muffled ourselves, muffled our own voice as a church in the world. Butterfield made the comment um, or made reference to the word pluralism. Uh, the, the church has become pluralist, and the new religion in our land is pluralism. Uh, that's the belief that people of different cultures and believe, beliefs can live together in harmony. And so we asked on Sunday morning, what's wrong with that? Agree or disagree? Doesn't Jesus want people of different cultures and beliefs to live together in harmony. And the truth is that Jesus, yeah, in culture does want people to live together in harmony. 
But his great concern is for the church. Uh, there are multiple warnings throughout Scripture in the Old and New Testament. Uh, you can think of Jeremiah, you can think of the prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament times, you can think of the Apostle Paul and his writing in New Testament times, you can think of the things that Jesus said about wolves in sheep's clothing, multiple warnings throughout the scriptures against false teaching. Um, if there is going to be unity in the church, it has to be a unity that is based on God's word. It needs to be based on the truth that the Lord our God has given to us. And so Jesus wants people of different cultures and beliefs to live together in harmony, yes, uh, but not in the church. In the church, different beliefs have no place. The church needs to be united around the truth. And there is only, there is only one truth. Dr. Butterfield asked some key questions about homosexuality in her presentation. Is it true that this is, homosexuality is, an orientation over which one has little control? Is one of her questions. Is LGBTQ plus a matter of personhood or of practice? Is it a noun, she is saying, that is, is it who you are or is it a verb? Is it something that you do? And is there really such a thing as an LGBTQ person? Uh, she says that after the court decisions, Obergefell and Bostock, which were in, I believe, 2015 and 2021 or two, Dr. Butterfield says LGBTQ plus describes someone who is on, who's, who someone is ontologically rather than how someone feels phenomenologically. Those are her terms that she uses here. She says Freudian ideas about sexuality have now become the religion of the land. And so the whole point that she's making here is that uh, in years past, the church has always considered, and our culture has always considered uh, homosexual behavior, homosexuality, to be something that you do. And it's only until fairly recently in the 21st century that our culture and now subsequently the church has begun to accept in ways that uh, violate or, or go against clear scriptural teaching that homosexuality is all about your personhood. It's who you are. You, who you, are. you have very little power to, to change over it. That is not a historic understanding of homosexuality, and uh, we need to be aware that our culture is not wiser than those cultures of the past, and certainly not wiser than God's Word. The Word of God is very clear on the issue of homosexuality. Um, in Leviticus 18, do not have sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman. That is detestable. It is what you do. It is the action that is wrong here is what uh, the Lord is saying. If a man has sexual relations in Leviticus 20 verse 13, if a man has sexual relations with a man as one does with a woman, both of them have done what is detestable. They are to be put to death. Their blood will be on their own heads. In very clear terms, the Bible condemns uh, homosexual practice or behavior. So homosexuality is not all about how a person feels. 
it is something that, um, I, I mean, what has happened in our culture is that feeling has taken precedence over uh, the reality of being a man or a woman. And Freudian ideas about sexuality have become the new religion of the land. In so many ways, people have begun to believe the truth of uh, Freudian psychology that everything in our lives really revolves around sex in one way or another. Um, and uh, that the church needs to, and the culture around us needs to continue to change and evolve toward a better and more enlightened in their mind's uh, point of view. Um, how we feel is, is more important than who we are. Uh, one example of that would be the idea that I am a woman who is trapped in a man's body. Another uh, manifestation of that idea that how you feel is more important than who you are is the, the matter of uh, pronouns, uh, the people having to be able to express their idea that I would be preferred to be called by these pronouns rather than those, and um, uh, expressing their, their gender identity. Uh, that is something that is uh, just kind of uh, totally, totally uh, foreign in the thinking of the minds of people who grew up in the 20th century, for those who have grown up now in the 21st century, it has become part of a way of life. In other words, um, your sexual identity is a matter of who you are as a person. And um, uh, that's something that just is a, a new development in our culture, and we need to recognize that it, it is opposed to biblical teaching. Rosaria states, uh, when the evangelical church embraced LGBTQ ideology, at least parts of the evangelical church have embraced it, the true gospel of grace was exchanged for a false one, she says. And ironically, this has made the world much less safe for people like the person I used to be, people who experience sinful homosexual desires or gender confusion than it ever was before. Where is it safe, she says, to just repent of sin and be built up in the promises of God? Where is it safe to repent and flee from your sin and no longer be gay or trans? So what needs to happen in the church is that we need to be able to be welcoming of people who struggle with these kinds of sins. And we need to be able to without uh, condoning the sin to welcome the individual and to recognize their struggles, but also lead them to the solution to the problem, uh, which is the solution to every uh, problem related to sin in our world, and that is repentance and looking to Jesus Christ for forgiveness. Um, this is not a new kind of phenomenon in the church in the sense that sin has been with the church since uh, the beginning of the, the fall into sin. Uh, we need to stick to scripture, be aware of the issues. We need to understand the realities of sin and yet God's grace. We need to lead people to recognize their need for repentance, but also their need for forgiveness through Jesus Christ. And as we do that, we're standing on firm ground, and that is truly the loving position. Uh, because it, it does not do anyone any good to allow them to continue to live in their sin. Um, 
Rosari concludes uh, the section that we looked at with these words. She says, Behold all these Christians and so-called conservatives carrying water for the other team. She's uh, uh, very caustically referring to the churches and Christian groups and individuals who have compromised the truth of God's word. Traitors and cowards, one and all, she says, they have created a world that embraces five lies and the evangelical church seems to be able to do nothing but smile and nod along. That's our Bible class recap for this week. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at uh, this topic one more time and we will conclude by looking at the five lies that she says are affecting our anti-Christian age and also three reasons that not just the world but even the church seems to be in chaos uh, in today's world over these moral issues. Uh, if you have any ideas for future topics, be sure to let us know. We'll see you next week as we conclude our discussion of Rosaria Butterfield's book, Five Lies of Our Anti-Christian Age. Until then, keep on growing in God's Word. 